If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a great day. Another fantastic episode lined up for you this week. We had a lot again to cover this week as a uh, result of uh, the changes in healthcare, starting to find that it's a little bit more difficult than many people had thought. Other things are starting to come into the equation unrelated to healthcare, diverting attention uh, away from that. But nonetheless, still plenty to talk about here this week on America's Healthcare Challenge, including another episode of our checks and balances in that federal judge stopping another one of these mega mergers we've been talking about all week blocking the uh, anthem and or the uh, Aetna and Humana merger and uh, we will have some reporting for that for you later in the program we're also going to be talking about um, some of the uh, other changes that are that are beginning to roll out from an insurance standpoint a lot of people are still catching their breath from open enrollment being over but just around the corner we're going to have major um, news to report in that they will begin the process of filing their rates for the exchanges for next year. And so we're, we're never going to be a shortage for anything to talk about here on the program. And then finally, we're going to take a moment to look at uh, what was my favorite part of the week, Alan Hager, which was the uh, way that CNN promoted uh, the uh, Bernie Sanders versus Ted Cruz debate on Obamacare. I don't right. know if anybody saw that. But they made it promoted that like it was a Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather type of throwdown. But we're gonna play some and uh, review some of those highlights from that event, which right. was a great event. I kept saying, I mean, this is a great event. Two uh, of the best debaters in the United States Senate, uh, runners up in the presidential primary sweepstakes, throwing down over over the future of Obamacare. I thought it was really good, and I can bet it will be on Saturday Night Live tonight. That's my prediction number one of the day. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. I, I'm sure it will be, uh, along with probably some Sean Spicer and uh, uh, Donald Trump. Speaking of Sean Spicer, one of the headlines from this week, I don't know if any of you have had the chance to watch him in his uh, things, but Spicer briefings on cable are now beating ABC and CBS ratings for soap operas God. that uh, came out here this week, <laughs> which is which was interesting. So maybe we'll find some Sean Spicer healthcare clips to share with the audience in the last segment. As I'm well. sure there will be some but out there. Coming up, we've got a wonderful interview with our new congressman. Congressman Don Bacon is going to be joining the program for segments two and three, reflecting on a busy first month inside of Washington. And then also he's been selected as one of the 25 Republicans by Paul Ryan as a part of a health care task force to really look at uh, replacing that. So right. it will be really neat to, to listen to him and what he has to say. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, it's just always good to hear what Congressman Bacon has to say from a, a, a policy perspective, especially on health care. It is one of the things that he has worked very vigorously on uh, since getting elected and even before when he was running for congressman, uh, talking about health care, talking with health care executives across the across the metro. So it will be very good to get his insight on what's going on in Washington. He'll be joining us, but I want to take a moment to talk about one of the top headlines that Caught my week uh, from a friend of mine, Jennifer Haberkorn, along with her colleague, Burgess Everett at Politico, titled The Stealth Republican Force Behind the Obamacare Repeal, which is one of my favorite senators out there, which was Lamar Alexander, a former governor of the state of Tennessee, now senator from the state of Tennessee, going to be a major power player in any replacement as he is chairman of the essentially health committee, the Health, Education, Labors, and Pensions Committee. They'll have a, a moderate role in, in all of these things, and he is really encouraging, um, essentially, as long as we are able to deliberate and come up. He's really looking for a bipartisan solution, folks, and I wanted to take a, some, the time to uh, endorse that type of thinking because I think that is exactly what is needed, and I think it's going to be about a year before we have any replacements, so we might as well try and figure out some ways to do it right. Now, I know that that's probably not going to be a popular position amongst some people, but I just don't see anything um, really happening right away because I think it would be almost viewed as draconian, any of these changes, because you've got Medicaid in play, which is a huge issue that right. nobody's yes. talking about. Yes. One of the biggest underrated things about any ACA repeal is what is the future of Medicaid because that has a tremendous impact on both the federal government but also state government and it also has a lot of impact on senior citizens because a lot of people don't realize that 17% of Medicaid's budget is for people in long-term care facilities. Right. Yeah. And that and that those people are growing. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean that part of the population is growing and the Medicare population is growing. And so you know, you've got both now being discussed, uh, Medicare from a reform perspective, because it is one of the largest drivers of our national debt. Uh, and uh, Medicaid is, you know, obviously here in Nebraska, it's one of the largest expenditures in the state. And with a $900 million budget deficit, how do you reform it both at a state level and a federal level? so that it makes sense for everybody involved because these issues are not going to just be driven by the federal government. They're also going to be driven by the state. And so not only do you need a federal solution, but you're also going to have to have a state solution. And then you get away with some of these from some of these mandate federal mandates. Then every state has its own set of rules. And what happens if you're an organization that maybe has uh, some people in, um, multiple states for example oh, you're going to have yeah. to learn all of these different rules now yes exactly and every state is going to have a different solution too because some states expanded some didn't some gone with the hybrid program some might want to expand down the road now they can't I, well I, I think it's a really going to be an interesting well scenario. and then you had the states that went to the uh department of health and human services and got the uh the waiver and and to design their own program and so you've got those programs out there that aren't like some of those other states that, you know, went straight by the book, like, say, Indiana. Right, right. And so what's going to happen with somebody like them? 
it, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. You know, that's again, this is not an easy issue. This is complex. And it's not going to be wave a magic wand or put in the bill 1,700 times. The Secretary of Health and Human Services shall do this. Well, the interesting thing is we now have a new Secretary of Health and Human Services, which I can guarantee they did not think that that was going to happen. He got confirmed, by the way, yes. this week. And so we will finally at the bottom of the hour prepare and uh, brief you on this individual, Tom Price, our new Secretary of Health and Human Services. But we're going to take a timeout now because coming up next segment, we've got Congressman Don Bacon on the program. I'm really excited to talk to Congressman Bacon about his plans for health care and uh, his views and reflections after his first 30 days inside the Beltway. I'm sure there's been a lot going oh, yes. on. I can't recall a busier 30 days, and so we will talk about that uh, as well. 402-342-1290 is the number. With Alan Hager, I'm Sean McGuire. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. On Twitter, check out the hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge because all of the news that we're, we're putting out there will have that hashtag, and it's a great way to stay informed. We'll be right back. Basically, once you imply a belief in a right to someone's services, do you have a right to plumbing? Do you have a right to water? Do you have a right to food? You're basically saying that you believe in slavery. You're saying you believe in taking and extracting from another person. Our founding documents were very clear about this. You have a right to pursue happiness, but there's no guarantee of physical comfort. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to E.D. Bellis on inc.com and request a free consultation at ed bellis we know healthcare. you've seen the movie father of the bride when it comes to weddings there's enough to worry about consider the omaha press club as the venue for your baby's big day with memberships as low as 15 dollars per month rentals are free for members and we have an executive chef who will design the perfect menu for you click omahapressclub.com and our event coordinator and wedding planner will contact you for a zero obligation consultation that OmahaPressClub.com. The Omaha Press Club, where you belong. 
Caring for People Services is a company who's compassionate about helping others. Um, we really want to make sure that everybody has a fulfilling life, no matter what stage of their life they're in. We have a really dedicated staff of caregivers. They go into people's homes and they provide all kinds of services, as basic as companionship, somebody who just needs a little bit of extra love and care. So they go into the homes and just depending on what that client needs, they're gonna make sure that they attend to those needs. We just really believe in the value of providing non-medical services to people in their homes. It gives people the independence and the confidence to live the way that they choose to live their life. If you or a loved one needs help, call Caring for People Services today at 402-334-6900 or visit us at caringforpeopleservices.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. 402-342-1290 is the number. Joining us now here on America's Healthcare Challenge is Congressman Don Bacon, Congressman uh, from the great uh, state of Nebraska here, uh, representing Omaha. Congressman, how are you doing today? Great to see you. Great to hear you, actually. How are things going? (laughs) Well, we've had, I came back Wednesday uh, from uh, D.C. that the Democrats had their annual retreat, so uh, we all came back early. But I did seven events on Thursday, six events yesterday. We got nine events today. I uh, worked with constituents, so I, we're, we're working hard. And my goal is to, you know, every spare day back in the back in the district is to meet with as many constituents as possible and and make sure I understand a wide variety of the districts. What are? And, uh, did you make? Go ahead. What are some of the things that they're they're talking about to you right now? Well, today's the emphasis has primarily been on the small business community and, uh, and you know, the, the main problems facing them. Uh, so I'm hearing, like today, I've met with a lot of small you know, small business owners, primarily in the south uh, part of Omaha. Uh, for today, but I've been on the north side, you know, last week. But access to capital and getting loans, uh, with that frank, uh, the banks aren't very uh, good at helping out small businesses anymore. Uh, so many of them have to go through the Small Business Association, or administration, excuse me. Uh, but the capital is turning up. I would say that many small businesses, and I heard this in D.C. during one of my committee hearings, in the Small Business Committee, that the number one issue now for most small business owners is health care and the cost of health care, and that the ACA has not worked for the small business community. And I also met with the self-employed uh, groups as well, and that has been the number one issue for about three years now for them. Uh, with the small business community, it had been a variety of things. But this past year, especially in Nebraska, with a 51% rise in premiums, that has also become the number one issue. Right, right. It's it, right. a lot of people are feeling the pain financially in their pocketbooks. What are what are some of the what was one of the biggest surprises you found in your your first 30 days as you went out there? Well, we work about I I personally work about a 14 hour day, which I enjoy. I'm used to that as uh, being an old commander, uh, you know, in the Air Force. And about every hour is a new adventure of talking to somebody different. Like, I, like I have, we had King of, the King of Jordan, King Abdullah, come in and spend like an hour and a half with us. And then a little while later, we had General Petraeus. And then you have the Director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. And I'll just say that I really enjoyed learning uh, of, you know, a wide variety of uh, different issues out there. 
I think the thing that bothers me the most, and uh, by the way, I like to tell you that, I, I, you know, 99% of this, I think it's great, and I love it. I love the opportunity to serve. Uh, but really, it's the nastiness out there right now. I mean, it, you know, I, I had a lady send me an email, saying she ever sees me, she'll spit on me. And, and then you see the stuff with President Trump right now. I just think we got to find a way to be just that we can disagree on issues and not have so much vitriol. And I don't think it's just a left or right issue. I think kind of both sides of the issue. We've got to be more respectful, more civil uh, in our disagreements. And I think that's it's, it, that has probably stuck out at me more than anything else in a negative way. Right. Congressman, um, some of the issues you, you, you identified on health care costs and, and so on and so forth, I know that that's something that Republicans are, are, are campaigned on was repealing and replacing the Affordable Care Act. Is it turning out that it's a little bit harder than people had thought? And what are your views on, on the eventual uh, repeal and or replace of the ACA? I, I personally don't think it's harder than what we thought. I think some people are more worried about do you do it simultaneously and some of the, you know, I, just some of the mechanics of how to do it. Uh, in the end, we knew that ACA has helped out some people, but it's hurt many more people. That makes it hard because when you're trying to fix a system that's hurt more people, you also are impacting those who have helped. And, you know, over a million or trillion dollars of taxpayer money has gone into ACA. So some people have clearly been helped by it. And so it makes it a little uh, complicated uh, in that regard. Uh, but we know that we're, we, we ran on uh, the repeal and the replacement of ACA. And I, I'm a person of my word. We're going to uh, do this. We're going to do it through the reconciliation process. Take right. 51 votes in the Senate to do that. But within that very same reconciliation bill, uh, there's going to be a lot of the replacement components in it. For example, employees today get their, may have to get their health care benefits as tax-free. It's not part of their income. But we should do the same for all of those people who are buying their health care on the exchanges, right? We're buying it directly. So we should be able to put that in there. We should be able to add the HSA expansion, our health savings account expansion, uh, in that. So we're going to do a, uh, as much as we possibly can in the budget reconciliation bill. And then there's going to be a lot, and I heard you talking about this earlier, Health and Human Services Secretary can do a lot on his own. Secretary Price is a friend of mine. He's been here uh, working with me here in the district, in fact. Uh, this past year, uh, but he can do a lot on his own because there's a lot of leeway in the laws for, so that he can reshape the, you know, the actual policies. But then there's going to be some bills that we got to get through the Senate to require 60 votes. And I know that we want to make it easier, for example, for small businesses to pool together so they can buy their, their plans you know, as a team and drive down costs. Right. We want to create more competition uh, within the insurance companies, but also for healthcare providers. We know when MRI providers have to compete, you know, the prices can be down at half when people are shopping for them. So if we put a little more consumer involvement in this, we know we can drive down costs. I personally think we've got to put a lot of emphasis in FDA reform. It takes too long to test new pharmaceuticals. And there's a thing called evergreening where pharmaceutical companies, once their patent runs out, if they have a successful drug, they'll tweak that drug and then renew the patent. And that keeps competition out of the market. And I think we got to fix that. Right. There's a whole plethora of things I think we need to do to make health care affordable. And that's the goal. We want to make health care affordable for all. And we got to do this by providing pre-existing condition coverage. A moral country does that. And I don't know, it won't look necessarily the same way we're doing it now, but we got to have that in there. And, and I think everybody agrees to that, or I would say 95% of the people agree on that. 
And we're going to probably give more authority at the state level through black grants and Medicaid. And we think that our state elected leaders and our state agencies will provide something more tailor-made for Nebraska. And it should, our, our health care should not work identical to Massachusetts or California, is my humble view. And I think it's better to have the elected officials closer to home, the agencies closer to home, primarily responsible for that. I think a nameless, faceless bureaucrat from Washington that's working on your health care is right. very unaccountable. I think we've got to do better there. I'm, I'm for about more state control of our health care, not the federal bureaucracy where it's a one-size-fits-all approach and the costs are off the chart. Congressman Bacon, this is Alan Hager, and welcome to the show. And yeah. I'm glad to have you uh, on here. Um, could you go? You. Could you go into depth a little bit more about uh, covering pre-existing conditions? Um, there's a there's this whole mindset on the opposite side of the aisle that <clears throat> as we repeal and replace, or in some words, repair, because mm. Frank Luntz is saying now we, we need to say repair. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that we, we don't care about those with pre-existing conditions and that we're just going to leave them out on the lurch. And I know right. when you were in your campaign uh, here that that was one of your main talking points was that, no, it has to be a part of the plan. So could you talk that about that a little bit more? Well, we're supposed to start at the repair where most of the conservatives want to repair our health care system, but you don't do that by maintaining a so sometimes there's a little bit of confusion on that. I'm, I'm for repairing our health care, and we're going to do that best by repealing ACA and replacing it with a more state-run, a more market-oriented system that helps drive down costs. So I know there is a little confusion on the repair word, and that's sometimes I'm guilty of myself because I use that, because I think our health care needs repair. It's unaffordable for too many right now. Now, I don't think just because you don't like ACA means you go back to totally what we had before. Not at all. We have problems with part. And I, most of us on the Republican side and Democrat side are committed to pre-existing condition coverage. Folks who've had diabetes or had cancer before, whatever it may be, it would be wrong to throw them under the bus on this thing. We have to have affordable health care for them as well. So there's different ways to do it. Uh, one of them is just having more high-risk pools, and some of them will have to be subsidized by government tax dollars. Great. And I got that. It's the right thing to do. Because people do need to have access to coverage, uh, regardless of you know their you know, health history. What I don't think it works is putting people in the high risk pools in with everybody else, because that drives everybody else's health care up. And so now the average twenty five year old can't afford health care right now, because that twenty five year old who has really no other problems is having to cover all the high cost uh, people out there. I think what that's done, it's made for a lot of younger folks and maybe middle-aged folks not get their health care, or they just can't afford it. I have talked to so many people that are paying $2,000 a month on the exchanges for their family, or a $12,000 deductible. I talked to a lady the other day that gave birth, and she had to pay the entire birth and all that, all, you know, for the whole thing, uh, and it, had, it came out of her deductible. Her deductible. Uh, right. It was, it, it picked. She had to pay the entire thing. It didn't go over her deductible. And she's like, I don't even have coverage, really. You know, I'm paying for everything. Right. And so, well, that brings me to another question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? And I think we might touch this after the break. What is your view on mm-hmm. reimportation of pharmaceutical drugs? And I think... Well, I think... Go ahead. Sorry. 
Um, go I ahead. I would say this. We, we need to, we, our country has done something wrong. And I've been talking to some folks in Congress about this. Actually, I talked to Dr. Price about this, uh, who's going to be our health and human service secretary. Our own trade policy has hurt our country that we, we end up agreeing to other countries who say they do not want to pay for any of the research costs on our pharmaceuticals. So they just pay the retail costs, which means they're getting our drugs cheaper than we're paying for it. That's got to stop. If, uh, we're, if Americans can't bankroll all the research R&D for drugs, so I am clearly for relooking at the trade policy, and we need to be able to, Americans should be able to share the burden of research and development with other countries who are buying our drugs. That shouldn't fall on Americans alone. So we need to allow for more competition in the, you know, in the drug market. And so I, I, I support what you're saying, but I think it doesn't get to the root cause. Canada and other countries need to help shoulder part of our R&D costs. And they would drive down our cost in doing so. Great, great. Congressman, uh, we have a, a constituent on the line, uh, Jessica, with a question about pre-existing conditions. Uh, do you mind responding? Sure, absolutely. Uh, all right, Jessica, welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Question for Congressman Tom Bacon, or John Don Bacon. Hello, Jessica. I, I can hear you lightly, but I'm going to listen carefully. <laughs> okay. Yes, I can. Yeah. All right. We're I know he can hear her, but we cannot hear him. So we're going to take a time out. We'll let them talk to each other and he can uh, give his response. Uh, formally when when we res- when we return here on America's Healthcare Challenge 402-342-1290 is the number if you would like to, to jump into the conversation uh, when we come back uh, we're going to continue the conversation with the congressman uh, going to ask him a little bit more about some of the uh, latest developments and uh, Alan you've got a couple more questions for him too I'm sure Absolutely All right, yep so check out facebook.com/americashealthcarechallenge if you would like to uh, post your questions as well, we will go ahead and read them. And you can also, by the way, check out our segments from previous episodes and this show when it's posted on Monday. We'll be right back. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. 
Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402-502-5286. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience, event, or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. 402-342-1290 is the number, but actually you should just text it in to us or put it in on our Facebook page, .com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. We're continuing the conversation with uh, Congressman Don Bacon uh, amidst the uh, earlier technical technical difficulties. Alan, you had the floor. Uh, did you have a second question well, for the congressman before? Uh, we actually, uh, she did send in her question, so we will just go ahead. She did send in the question? It. Yeah, we're yes, just going to go ahead and read that in a second here. So, uh, we're, you know, we're talk we talked last week about how the immigration ban could affect physician shortages. Uh there are physician shortages all across the country, and we all know that it's getting more—it's getting worse rather than getting better. And some of it is IT related, some of it is retirement related. How does what do you see happening in Congress, Congressman Bacon, to uh, kind of assist in fixing what Congress kind of created back in the '90s when they uh, passed some laws that kind of assisted in creating the shortage? Well, first of all, the, the refugee ban, if that's what you're referring to, I, yes. I, it's a temporary one that the president was putting in to review our vetting procedures. I think most Americans wanted to make sure that our vetting procedures were reviewed. I think there was some distrust with the, in the previous administration 
of how wide the valves were being turned on for letting people in and out, you know. So I think it was all right to do a temporary ban and uh, and, to, and to review our vetting because that's what it was. It was temporary. Uh, but now it's obviously working through the court system. Uh, we do have three equal branches of government. And we got to respect it. We have to remember during the previous administration, uh, the courts threw out multiple executive orders from President Obama. And, and uh, this is the way the system works. You know, it's uh, the checks and balances there. So we'll just have to see how it pans out. I would say I did talk to a federal judge, you know, and he, he totally disagreed with the ruling. He thinks, so just a sort of depends where you get these uh, cases at. Right. Now, my view of it is, is we do have a broken immigration system. And we got almost 12 million people here, uh, who and we're at, we were averaging 300 to 400 thousand a month uh, coming here undocumented. A lot of it's not the border. A lot of it's through visas, right? And so, and many of it's you know from Asia, you name it, or Africa. It's, so it's more dispersed than what a lot of people assume. Uh, I'm of the view that we do have to fix uh, that problem. Three to four hundred thousand coming here undocumented a month is is a hard on our school systems. It's you don't know about a security issue. You don't know who's actually coming in. So I think we got to fix it. I think if we found ways to drive that down, you'll never get it to zero. But to make a big progress there, I think most Americans would have a compassionate view for those who are here. I was just meeting with I met with a, a DACA gentleman about an hour ago in South Omaha, and he came here when he was like two months old. Right. Uh, and obviously not not his not his doing. And he's a very outstanding, smart young man who's working hard. And I just think that we, if we could show Americans that we're solving the problem, most Americans would want to uh, do the compassionate thing and find a, a legal status for those uh, who are working hard and aren't, aren't you know, needing the uh, government aid uh, that are law-abiding. You know? And I think that there's a way that we can find the middle ground on this, I believe. That's what I, at least that's what I stand for. And I, I know not everyone agrees with me on it, but it's my view that we can do both and, and do it right. And our, our country is looking for... Uh, well, you can just see there's, uh, I was just down in South Owen. Folks are working hard down there. There's great new businesses. I was just at a wonderful bakery and you got this entrepreneurial spirit. And I think, uh, no, it's like, it's good for our country if we, if we do, if we do this right. Hey, Congressman Bacon, uh, Matthew James here, producer of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, it's both an honor and a pleasure to speak with you, sir, as, as always. Um, I, I yes, do, sir. I, I do have the uh, the caller. I, unfortunately, I had to I had to cut her off because uh, it was we were you know experiencing some dead air because we couldn't hear her on this end. So um, I <laughs> I do want to ask a question for her. Um, she sure. she was basically uh, she was going on because she said that your your answer for um, pre existing conditions was sufficient. But she had a second question, which was mm -hmm. um, she sees a correlation between the amount of Nebraskans on uh, ha who have health insurance. Um, with the pricing structures of premiums and, and those having an effect. Um, she wants to know what your position is uh, on Medicaid expansion and how that might mm -hmm. and how that might affect uh, the premiums and that sort of thing. And then right. and then my and then I have a side question for you as well, which is, you know, what is your philosophy on uh, on Medicaid uh, itself, I guess would kind of be the larger question. Right. I, I agree with the governor uh, not expanding and buying into the ACA uh, program because when you look at the rate increases, the fact that we're going down to one, you know, a third of our people today only have one insurance provider, another third only have two, and really, they, it's just it was unaffordable for most because you're, you're doing a one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, you're saying everybody has to have this like Cadillac coverage, and they're paying, and that's why people are paying so much. So I, I was of the view that it was wrong to I opposed ACA. I though I think there's some good parts to it, the pre-existing conditions coverage, you know, being one. 
Now, I think when we're going to be moving away from HCA, it's going to, obviously, the reconciliation process and the budget is going to be defunded. Uh, and part of the solution will be Medicaid. Uh, each state's going to be given a block of grant, I believe, by the time we're done. And, I, and it's going to be my intention that it should be based on per capita, so it's fair for each state, not based on any previous Medicaid involvement. But if it's good for the federal government, distributed equally at a rate that we can afford. And that, that's going to allow the states then to uh, develop a, you know, a health care plan that meets the needs of that state. So I think there's going to be a big part of Medicaid uh, through the block grants that will help do with the safety net for those who are going to need some assistance. And maybe it'll also be part of the solution for you know, high-risk pools to make sure that folks have affordable coverage if they have some kind of pre- pre-existing condition, maybe such as diabetes. What advice can you give to um, some of the policymakers here in, in, you know, down in Lincoln in our legislature as far as what they should be looking at or, or could expect uh, from some of these rollouts from the Republicans? Well, one, one of the things I feel fortunate about is I know Senator Reapy uh, very well, and I've always uh, liked working with him, and he has been the lead in the unicameral for the health care you know, uh, replacement and, and whatever the state has to do to, to jump in. So I've already met with him. I've been talking to him. Uh, obviously, he's working close with the governor. I've t- talked briefly with the governor on this. I'm going to do some more, though, because in the end, we want to make sure that we're providing you know, the right starting point for the state to take the baton and, and do it the way they want to do it. We don't want to micromanage. I think there's going to be some left and right limits that comes out of the federal government. Don't get me wrong. But we don't want to do this one-size-fits-all approach out of Washington. We want to allow the states to have some latitude there. So the best thing from my perspective is make sure you know, our folks working this, what me know and Jeff Fortenberry and Adrian Smith, you know, Senators Fisher and Sass and others, what, what the needs are. So I, I heard loud and clear from those in Lincoln that when it comes to Medicaid block grants, make sure you base it on a per capita basis. And because other states are going to want to base it off what has already been done. And that would put us at a disadvantage. It's those kind of inputs that are invaluable to me. So I can make sure I'm articulating that uh, to the right chairman and folks who are working this in those committees. Right. Well, it's going to be really close to watch. Were you in that, uh, mm-hmm. were you at the retreat with uh, the secret tapes or whatever that were leaked to the yeah. Washington Post? What did you think about that? I was. Well, they, a lady stuck in with a false tried to pose as a spouse. I guess she'd managed to do so for about four or five hours. And uh, so, that, so I, I don't know what the, I know the leadership and the folks who hosted were looking at pressing charges of some type. I mean, that's not my, for me to say one way or the other way. I was there, though, and I think it, it's interesting how the headlines get framed. Huge debate on ACA replacement. There wasn't that huge of a debate. There is a overwhelming consensus that ACA's been overall bad, and we got to make some drastic changes. I, I most feel, you know, out-and-out replacement. But there is a little bit of debate on the timing, and do you do it simultaneously, or do you do it within a year? You know, as you know, that the, the, the funding of ACA, there's a two-year transition period that anybody who has an ACA policy won't be able to maintain that. Uh, but there's a little bit of debate on timing, but by and large, so I think, uh, at least on the Republican side, you know, a 90, 90% consensus on where we're going. So I, I thought the headlines were misleading. I was there, and I, I saw a lot of, comp, you know, collegial spirit on this whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those uh, political junkies that actually listened to the whole thing, and uh, it mm-hmm. didn't seem like it was that out of line by any means, but it was, it was really no. interesting. Would you say that 
if somebody did go listen to that, that that um, you know, those discussions, I mean, that's a pretty good outline of where where Republicans are going with health care. I mean, nothing's really yeah, changed I think since then. Speaker Ryan uh, has really been the leader, and so has Dr. Price. Those two have been the leaders on the health care, uh, uh, you know, for where we're going. And I think if you read Dr. Price's stuff on the ACA itself, there's other things he's proposed out there. So I'm not speaking for that, uh, but ACA itself, uh, you're going to see the the 90 or 95 percent roadmap. And I think if you read also the uh, the Better Way proposal from the speaker, it's uh, you know obviously it's not a hundred page thing. It's more of a an outline with a paragraph for each main heading of what we want to do, but it lays out pretty clearly uh, where we're, we'll be going with the uh, ACA replacement. So the better way, uh, and, and there's a whole section just on healthcare, and I think that would be a that would give people pretty good insight with where we're going. Do you think any chance the Democrats will come along and it'll be a bipartisan solution? You know, I think for the repeal, probably very few. Uh, would do that. However, you know, polling has consistently showed roughly a 60-40 or 55-45 at the, you know, that that health, the ACA is not working. And I hear it all the time. Small businesses and self-employed folks are, they're, I've had people screaming at me about ACA, and I had to remind them I was the whistle, <laughs> you know, that I'm opposed to it. And uh, so I, I think in the end, the, the issues are on our side on this. And uh, But there's that the 20% that's very vocal and and yelling and screaming, and I think we just got to know that is the, the vocal minority on that. Um, I think the replacement, there is some chances for uh, consensus and bipartisanship. You know, if a person, if an employee gets tax-free benefits on health care, why shouldn't someone who's buying their own get that same benefit? And I would like to think there will be many Democrats who would say, yes, that's right, let's make that happen. And I think there would be some expansion on HSAs. I'm sure some will want to support that. I think some will want to support FDA reform. So I think there is grounds for the replacement to get some bipartisanship. Great, great. Hey, Congressman, any final thoughts before we let you go? Well, I'm going to let you all know, too. I'm going to skip gears on just to hear. I went to the Armed Services Committee. I'm, you know, I'm on that, as well as the Small Business Committee and the Agriculture Committee. But I heard some just terrible news on the Armed Services Committee this week. Uh, the, our, the military is on its back right now because it's been cut 17%. They've not been given a regular budget. It's a, a you know a con- continuing resolution. They can't count on a budget right now. So let me just give you a couple stats. Fifty-six percent of the Navy aircraft can't fly. Out of fifty-eight Army combat brigades, only three today can deploy. And the Air Force is flying an average of fourteen hours a month per pilot. I used to fly thirty to forty. We used to fly two to one hours over the Russians and Chinese. Now they're overtraining our pilots. Something is broke. It makes me mad. We're the world's richest, most powerful country, and our military is on its back, and uh, I aim to fix it. I aim to be part of that solution. But I thought if our voters and constituents knew that, uh, it would bother them, and they'll know why we need to give our military more attention. Thank you. Hey, Congressman, so thanks so much for coming on the show. Hope we come back again sometime. Okay. Oh, we'll do. I, anytime you invite me, I'll try to be on. Okay. Right. Thank thanks. you, Congressman. That was Congressman yeah. Dom Bye-bye. Bacon here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, more, and we'll uh, react to that interview, Alan, but uh, also react to um, Bernie versus Ted. Yeah. That was quite an that interesting was awesome. entertainment. Yes, it so was. We'll play the, the everything you need to know about that debate in 90 seconds. We'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded Edie Bellis to help your business make sure it doesn't get caught in a bureaucratic trap coming out of Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill working for the Senate Finance Committee when the Affordable Care Act, commonly referred to as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let Edie Bellis guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing rules and regulations that will affect your organization regardless of size. Our team has been specializing in the Affordable Care Act and consulting since it began. We offer custom consultations, seminars for you and your employees, and can help your company prepare these necessary IRS forms that leave a penalty of $500 for noncompliance. We also offer advice on employee benefits and can help you find the latest technology solutions to help automate your business. For more information, check out edbellisinc.com or give us a call at 402-884-9020. At edbellisinc.com, you can sign up for our exclusive newsletter to stay on top of the latest coming from Obamacare. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience event or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click Omaha pressclub.com to learn more. Are you about to turn 65 or currently on Medicare? The healthcare system can be a complex and frustrating maze, but it doesn't have to be. Holly and HKG Medicare Solutions are here to help. Need help planning for healthcare expenses in retirement or choosing the right plan? Her advice is absolutely free and specific to you. HKG Medicare Solutions is contracted and authorized to consult on Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement plans. To schedule a consultation, give Holly a call. 402-502-5286. 402 402- 502-5286. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let Edie Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At Edie Bellis, we know health care. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. What an awesome interview by Congressman Don Bacon here yes. on the show. Love that guy. Oh, Doing I love that guy. a great job for us. Yes, he is. So you know what else I loved, Alan? What? The throwdown between Bernie Sanders. Oh, wait. Uh-oh, what's this? in a world he is not familiar with. This is not real estate. What is this? I don't know. This is the WWE. Donald Trump may have to get his hands dirty himself. Trump may have to throw his and get involved here. What is this? Hey, look at this! Donald Trump! Donald Trump! Donald Trump! Oh my God! Holy cow! Donald Trump on Vince McMahon has happened at WrestleMania 23. 
And it was just like that yeah. on CNN. Absolutely, man. <laughs> the, the, if you haven't seen uh, Donald Trump clotheslining Vince McMahon, you might uh, you might enjoy uh, that. Um, but what I thought you would really enjoy, because I did, it was probably one of the favorite things this week, was uh, an actual debate between both sides on health care by two of the best debaters in the Senate, Bernie Sanders versus Ted Cruz. Let's listen to the highlights, uh, the 90 seconds that you missed. Insurance company profits have doubled under Obamacare. That was the result. Senator, this thing didn't work. You know, Senator here Sanders. I find myself in agreement with Ted. He's right. Let's work together on a Medicare for all single payer program. <laughs> so we're finally going to get insurance companies, private insurance companies out of our lives. When government takes over health care, every example on earth, the result is rationing and waiting periods and you, the citizens, being told, no, you can't have the health care you want and deserve. And in America, we do rationing in a different way. Ted. The way we do rationing is if you are very rich, you can get the best health care in the world, I believe. But if you are working class, you're going to be having a very difficult time affording the outrageous cost. So maybe you and I could agree on a common sense reform of allowing LaRonda to purchase health insurance of any of the 50 states. That creates a 50-state national marketplace. It drives down costs. It increases choices. Ted, let me ask you a question. Sure. Is every American entitled, and I underlined that word, to health care as a right. So what is a right is access to health care. What is a right is choosing your own doctor. Access to what? You want to buy one of Donald Trump's mansions? You have access to do that as well. Access doesn't mean a damn thing. So I thought it was pretty interesting. What did you think? I, I thought it was interesting, and I would have taken it one step further and said, just the fact that you have insurance doesn't mean that you have health care, damn it. Coverage. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Coverage doesn't mean anything. Coverage is only coverage. Exactly. Especially when you see that coverage go from, oh, $130 to $265 a pay period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like in my instance. Was that what happened to you? Yes. $130 increase a pay period uh, in my coverage costs. And I have a group insurance plan, so you tell me. Yeah, it was pretty... Pretty painful for for a lot of people, but then it has helped a lot of people too. So it's just going right. to be difficult um, ju juggling on one hand or the other. But I can tell you, pay attention to this Medicaid expansion thing. I think this is the most um, one of the most underrated uh, things that people aren't really talking about yet. But I think they will be very soon, and it's going to be also very important to watch as there is a new HHS secretary, Tom Price. Right, was confirmed. This week. Yes. Yesterday, actually. Yes, he was. Yep. And, and so. Yeah. So, again, it was in a narrow vote that he got confirmed. If you go to Chuck Schumer's Facebook page or his uh, Twitter page, we're running short of time. We were going to play that video for him. But he essentially vowed to fight and go, fight tooth and nail on that law. But they will go against uh, the president and Republicans as they try and replace this on everything from Medicaid expansion to Medicare uh, protection as well as to pertaining, presenting and pre uh, keeping the ACA. And, how's, and what's that done for them already over the last three years in Congress? They've lost a lot of seats. They, they, they're, they're, they're in shambles, the Democrats, as far as in the uh, House and Senate. From what I, from what I gather... They might be fired up, but it, it really seems to me that 
you know, the, where's the next batch of leaders on their side? I, I, I don't see it. You know, I've been taking, I've been, I'm in, a, I'm in a course right now, you know, called American Political Thought. We're doing a lot of reading on Jefferson, Madison, Hamilton, and uh, I mean, we've gone all the way back to John Winthrop and the Puritans, right? But this idea of of healthcare being a right, you know, the fact that it's that it's even being questioned or the fact that it's even up for debate only shows me that a majority of the American populace has not done any of their reading. They have no idea what this, this the principles that this country was founded on. Because what what is a right, right? That's what that's what Ted, uh, Senator Cruz asked. That's what uh, Mr., uh, Senator Paul has asked. What is a right? And if we think about it as an inalienable right from God, we know that in a state of nature, you only get life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. There are no guarantees. And the beauty of America is that we are not a socialist European system. And that's exactly what these guys are driving us into. It's exactly why this nation was founded, was to get away from tyranny and control that they're trying to, to burden us with now. And um, well said, as always, Matt. Thank you, Matt. But um, both sides are beginning to become guilty of it. And I can tell you, as you just watch things play out, that both sides are, are guilty. And it's just which side of the beast or another. We've got to get into some sort of system where we're, where our whole economy isn't reliant on government. Because it is right now. Think uh, of all the industries right. that are rely, reliant on government. Beginning with the military industrial complex. Yes. And also and ending with health and ending with health care and pharmaceuticals. You know, they're all dependent on it some way, shape, or form. You know, was it sixty percent, seventy percent of a healthcare organization's funding comes from Medicare, Medicaid uh, payments? So you tell me, especially when you're in the rural hospitals, what happens? And so maybe the question is, what if we all had more money instead? But it, right. it's um, it, it's something that uh, we're just going to have to continue to pay attention to and, and follow here in the days and months ahead because it's going to be something different, dramatically different, potentially. Maybe it'll be just slightly different. We'll see. You care to make a prediction? Uh, I, again, I think there's going to be a grand bargain. They're going to have to come to the negotiating table and work out all the details, and you'll continue to hear that from me as we talk about health care. It will be the art of the repeal. Yes. And uh, we will uh, continue to uh, cover that. Check out healthreformexplained.com during the week. Uh, you'll be able to get our newsletter now every month if you give us your email address, and we will keep you informed outside of this show. Until next time, Sean McGuire signing off. Omaha's stimulating conversation. This is News Talk 1290. K-O-I-L. Omaha.